Welcome back to the Vine Church Podcast. Today, we will be continuing our devotional series, The Gospel According to Zechariah. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart, and we'd love to have you join us over there. Good morning to you. Uh, well, we're going to have a look at a bit more of Zechariah chapter 11, and um, Joshua did a great job the other day of... Uh, giving us an overview of this chapter, actually quite a complex chapter. I'm just going to pick up on um, one particular aspect and theme here that we find in the chapter. So I'm just going to read a few verses from chapter 11 and verse 7, where he says, uh, So I pastured the flock marked for slaughter, particularly the oppressed of the flock. Then I took two staffs and called one favour and the other union, and I pastored the flock. In one month, I got rid of the three shepherds. The flock detested me and I grew weary of them and said, I will not be your shepherds. Let the dying die and the perishing perish. Let those who are left eat one another's flesh. Then I took one staff, my staff called favour, and broke it, revoking the covenant that I'd made with all the nations. It was revoked on that day, and so the afflicted of the flock who were watching me knew that it was the word of the Lord. And then in verse 14, he says, Then I broke my second staff, called Union, breaking the brotherhood between Judah and Israel. So we're all aware at the moment of the tragic situation that's taking place in Afghanistan with the withdrawal of American troops and uh the Taliban rushing in and taking over the country and taking Kabul and uh, the mass evacuations and so on that are taking place there. And I'll refer to this a little bit later on, but it's obviously a tragic event and tragic war that's going on there as well. Now, in Israel, uh, Zechariah had actually predicted three wars that would take place, two of them that would be tragic. And we've already looked at two of them. The first of them was the time, of course, when Alexander the Great was going to uh, sack and and invade the land of Israel. And that had taken place. And that was predicted by Zechariah in chapter nine. Also in chapter nine, Zechariah had predicted the Maccabean revolt, the time when the uh, when Israel had actually uh, stood its ground and uh, uh, rejected and managed to deal with the Greeks for a period of time. Now, in this chapter, I think what we're seeing here is Zechariah predicting the destruction of Jerusalem that was going to take place in uh, between AD 66 and AD 70, when the Romans would siege uh, and destroy Jerusalem under Vespasian. And during that time, uh, in AD 66 to 70, there was terrible internal chaos and strife uh, in Israel. And in verse eight, it says in our passage here that the flock detested me and I grew weary of them. It's a tragic picture there that God says the people detested their shepherd. They were disgusted by their shepherd. They rejected their shepherd. They detested God's shepherd, the Messiah. And as a result, God ran out of patience for them. 
the, their persistent misbehavior had exhausted God's patience. Last of all, God said he would send his son. Do you remember the parable where Jesus said, uh, I will send my son whom I love. Perhaps they will respect him, but they did not even respect him. And so there was no remedy but the outpouring of divine wrath. And that's what took place. God effectively handed his people over to their own devices. He gave them kind of what they were asking for as a result of rejecting their shepherds. You see, people don't want a godly leader. Even in our nation today, we find that people don't want godly leadership. They vote for uh, leaders who will bring in uh, gay marriage, abortion on demand, uh, state-sponsored gambling and so on, because godless people don't necessarily want godly leadership. And so that's what happened there. Uh, uh, they didn't want godly leadership. They rejected God's shepherds and therefore God handed them over to what they wanted. As it tells us in Romans, he hands, he hands people over to the thing that they want and then they have to live with the consequences of that. Now, what I really want to pick up on particularly today is this picture here. We have this Zachariah acting out a parable, as Joshua said, and he has two staffs in his two hands. And these staffs are like a protest parable that Zachariah acts out. And it's like a shepherd with two staffs. And back in those days, the shepherd would often carry two staffs. One would be like a cudgel that had a sort of sharp end and was used to deal with predators. And the other was like the shepherd's crook, you know, the typical one that would be used to kind of rescue sheep and so on. And what Zachariah has here is two staffs. One is called favour. And it talks about God's protection of his people, his blessing of his people, his protection of his people. The other staff is called union, and it speaks about the unity of God's people that, that comes as a result of his protection and favour on them. And what Zechariah has to do is break these two staffs. So the first staff he takes is the staff favour, which he breaks. He snaps it in half as a symbolic sign of how God's favour and protection is going to be removed from his people. It's a little bit like the US removing their troops from Afghanistan and suddenly the protection of the people is gone. And then, you know, anything can happen. And it has. And so I'm not likening God's protection to the US, of course, but God removed his protection from his people so that suddenly his people were no longer under his favour and blessing and protection. And so that staff was broken. But the second staff that was broken was called the staff called Union. In verse 14, it tells us that this is breaking the brotherhood between Israel and Judah. And so this unity within Israel between the tribes of Israel in the north and the tribe of Judah in the south was broken. The unity of the nation was going to break. 
And it's a stark warning to us, you know, that when the church loses connection with God, loses the favour of God because it rejects God, the church ends up in disunity and disintegrates. Nevertheless, on the other hand, when we are close to God, then we will be close with one another. We will have unity amongst the brotherhood. The word there is brotherhood. It's a really strong word. It's the only time it's used really in Zechariah that the brotherhood would be broken. This, this union staff would be broken. And, you know, when the first staff is broken, it is inevitable that the second staff will break. When, our, when the favour of God is removed, when we lose our relationship with God, then we also will inevitably lose our relationship with one another. And so it's, I often picture it a little bit like a triangle. And you think of God at the top and then there's us in one corner and our brothers in the other corner. The closer we are to God, the closer we will be with one another. Now, the great news is, of course, that we have a good shepherd who has reversed the curse that came about because they rejected the shepherd. The good shepherd has brought God's favour back to us so that we are now in the favour of God. We are now under the protection of God. We are now blessed by God. We have his favour upon us, and that is a permanent thing. And it is because of the work of the Good Shepherd, the grace of God means that we are now under his favour. And as a result of his favour, we also now have union with one another. We are united with one another. The dividing wall of hostility has been broken. The gospel brings not only right relationship with God, but also brings right relationship with our brothers. And we become one people. As it tells us in uh, John 10, the shepherd would come and there would be one flock because of the one shepherd who would unite all his people together. As it tells us in Ezekiel chapter 37, there's a picture there of two staffs, two sticks, one for Judah and one for Israel, and how these two sticks would be joined together into one stick, which would be a sign of how God's people would be joined together as one people with one king. Two nations would become one and they would have one king over them. And that's what God has done through the gospel. The gospel has brought us together. Just reflecting on this for ourselves. I'm kind of making the most of the fact that at the moment we can't meet as two separate congregations. It's in a way disappointing that we can't be meeting in Odium right now because the building is being refurbished. The work is making good progress. We had an elders meeting on site last night just looking at how the, the, the building is, is coming along. And I'm going in in a minute as soon as I finish this, uh, this this morning to see how they're getting on. But we can't meet there for a little while longer still. It forces us that we have to just meet together as one congregation in fleet. But actually, you know what? What that does is it gives us a chance to express our unity. We are one church. We are one people. The favour of God means 
that we have been united with him and we've also been brought together as one people. We're one church with one shepherd and one king. And so let's enjoy that unity. Let's make the effort to travel over, to be together, to be one people joined together. And when we are able to meet in separate meetings, again, we're still one church and we want to maintain that unity because that's what the shepherd has brought for us. And so let us pray as we finish. Uh, nice to see Sue Britton joining and uh, please, uh, I'm sure others will join as well and watch. So let's just pray. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you, Lord, that you have reversed the curse. We thank you that your favour is on us. And we thank you that because of your favour, we are united as well as one people. And so we thank you that we are your flock under your protection. We pray that today we would know that protection, that care, that provision. We pray for Sue Britton, Lord, that you would provide for her, that you would give her a new home, Lord, to move into shortly. But Lord, we pray for all of us that we'd know your favour and also that we would enjoy unity with one another as your people as we move through the summer and into the autumn. We ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.